Entrepreneur Weekly interviews the brilliant leaders of today in order to provide a stepping stone of wisdom on the journey to personal business ownership. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Are you ready to take the leap of your life? That's the question. Today, we're going to help you make that decision. We've got author and peak performance coach Tommy Baker on Resist Average Academy. He is the author of The Leap of Your Life, Making Your Next Bold Decision, Overcoming Fear and Doubt, Using Regret as a Leverage, The Leap of Your Life, and The Myths of Success and Growth. Here he is, the one and only Tommy Baker. Tommy, welcome to the stage. Alan, thank you so much for having me on, and I am going to hire you to do all my intros going forward. Thank you. Right. What's your rate? (laughs) It's free. That's why you're paying it. Let me ask you, the new book, The Leap of Your Life, tell the world about it first. Yeah, so the book was designed after being in the trenches uh, the last four and a half years, coaching people from executives, entrepreneurs, and everything in between to really make a bold decision. And what I noticed throughout the process was so many of us, and I say us because I've I've been there, we wait to make a bold decision. We wait for the right time. We wait to have more money. We wait for the right season. We wait for until the president is out of office. We wait until the next degree. The list goes on and on. And the whole thesis of the book is that the more that we wait, the more the fear starts to win and convince us why not to do it instead of doing it. What is the saying? Um, And I'll probably get it wrong, so forgive me for all those that know this. Fear knocked at the door. Courage rose up to answer it. No one was there. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) And that's what happens. We start doubting ourselves. You watch it all the time. You know what they say? Fortune follows the bold. I think that's what it is. And again, I probably screwed that up. And I think that we must be bold and make bold moves in our lives. And You know, I mean, listen, you'll know immediately if you've gone too fast and too hard and you just got to throttle back. But you know what? I think sometimes you just got to take the leap of your life and go for it. I know plenty of people that have and they don't regret it. I know many people that have that do regret it. But you know what? If you prepare yourself, talk to somebody like Tommy Baker. Talk to somebody that's a coach, a life coach, a business coach, an entrepreneur. Talk to people. Get your thoughts out there. That's what this show is about. We try and learn from those who have made it and learn from those who have done it and that are doing it. And they're sharing the process along the way, like Tommy's going to do today, making your next bold decision. So what was your last big, bold decision you had to make that kind of brought you to this uh, this place? Absolutely. Well, Alan, I look at my life and business in really two different, what I call like demarcation periods. And one was before when I was sitting on the sidelines, when I was thinking and talking big, but not actually doing big because we live in a world of people, dreamers and ambition. And that's great. But I was on the sidelines of life. And now if I look at the last six years, I've taken leap after leap after leap. So what are some of those leaps? You know, I decided that New York wasn't for me. I needed to make a bold shift and move to a place where I never met and didn't know anybody, which was here in Scottsdale. I wanted to launch a brand new podcast where I interview the best thought leaders. And I had no experience in that, none. And I launched it. When I wrote my first book, that was its own leap. And so when I made my first hire and my operations manager, that was the leap. And so the leaps never end. It's just we grow to the capacity and ability to step into our next leap. You know, uh, it's interesting to hear you sitting on the sidelines like you say you were and 
Because when I met you about, I don't know, it's been a couple of years ago now, you were like yes. pedal to the metal, man. You were like, I was impressed. I, I looked at I, the Resist Average Academy. I thought to myself, that's cool. Because in essence, you really do have to not get caught in the comfort zone to resist average and say, all right, I'm going to get outside my comfort zone. I'm going to get off the sidelines. I'm going to do something different. Because if I don't, I'm just going to be sitting here forever. We're talking to Tommy Baker, resistaverageacademy.com, the leap of your life. We're talking to Tommy about this and more on the other side. This is Entrepreneur Weekly. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. There's more Entrepreneur Weekly after these messages. Are you that person sitting on the sidelines, doubting, sitting there, gnashing your teeth, sweating? People can smell the sweat a mile away. That's called fear. Overcome the fear. Resist average. Tommy Baker is our guest today on Entrepreneur Weekly. ResistAverageAcademy.com on the web. His book, The Leap of Your Life. It's time to take it, people. That's what entrepreneurs do. All right, Tommy, coming back to you. Uh, the question I have for you is, we're talking about overcoming fear and doubt. What is the secret sauce of that, brother? Well, here's the big lesson and the reframe is I actually say when, and in the book I say this, when we are ready to make a bold decision, fear actually becomes a prerequisite. And why do I say that? Because a bold decision inherently means we're going somewhere that we don't find ourselves today. And part of that means leaving our comfort zone. And so when people say, Tommy, I have fear, I have doubts, I have uncertainty, I'm nauseous, my stomach, I say, that's fantastic. You're supposed to have that. So a big theme of the book is, you know, not to eradicate fear, but to lean into it and understand that it's a compass telling you you're leaving your comfort zone. It's interesting because how many times have we all felt that uncomfortable feeling? And really, technically, it can come from two things. One is the doubt and fear. The other one is because we have not done our research and we have doubt and fear because we know that we want to do something, but we have not done our proper research, due diligence, discovery, whatever the heck you want to call it, to make sure that we're not going to just crash and burn. I mean, you know, you don't just strap on a couple of fake wings and jump off a cliff. You might want to check out what something called a hang glider. You know what I mean? That people have made them. People have been there. They've done that. Don't just try your own thing without doing a little bit of research. Anyway, what am I missing there? No, and, you know, it's the leap of your life. Yes, it sounds like something grandiose. And sometimes, Alan, it's one of those big, big life decisions. But sometimes it's something small, seemingly inconsequential for someone else. But to us, it creates momentum and gives us a spark of possibility back. Yeah. And when you're on the sidelines for long enough in life, we start to lose the belief and the spark of possibility. So don't get overwhelmed if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what my massive leap is. Why don't you just start small and lean into something now? This is not about, you know, quitting your job in a blaze of glory and moving to the Himalayas. This is about doing the thing that's in front of you that you've been putting off and creating momentum again. Mm. Uh, I've heard you say using regret as a leverage. I thought that was interesting. Riff on that. 
Absolutely. So I interviewed some of the top researchers in the world of regret for this book. And very interesting, Alan, I found out that regret can be a hopeful emotion. Now, the way that most people use it is to do what researchers call a rumination, which is going back to the past. What could have been? How could I have done it? And that leads to depression, anxiety, overwhelm, all the stuff that we don't want. But regret can be hopeful when we use past regret as leverage to make new decisions in the future. And that's when regret can actually be a super powerful tool to drive us towards our next leap and our next bold move. I've been ruminating all day, brother. Rumination. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, um, wow. So uh, the book is out on newsstands and on uh, Amazon and all that, The Leap of Your Life. I haven't got a copy of it. What the hell? Anyway, I'll deal with that later. Don't worry about it. I got you, brother. (laughs) Okay. Resist Average Academy. Do me a favor before we take a break. Tell the world a little bit about what you do with Resist Average Academy. Yeah, Resist Average Academy is an interview format show, uh, podcast where we interview some of the the world's best to really deep dive into their journey and to really create uh, the empowering tools and the mindsets and the strategies for us to live our best life, and that's mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Was it you that I flipped the show on and said, all right, you're going to interview me now? Was it you? You did. Ah! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have not done it since, by the way. I have not done it since. You know, it's funny. I Classic. You are, you, I can tell that you have uh, a certain amount of um, practice at this because you are able to put together things in sound bites where they're, they're snackable content where I can go, that's interesting. It's a little takeaway. I think that's a young guy thing, if I can say, a young person thing. How, how old are you, by the way? I'm 32 now. So what you're saying is basically that I communicate in 140 characters or less because of Twitter. You know what? I, I wasn't, but you're absolutely right. Isn't that true? It's bizarre. I mean, I have long talkers sometimes on the show. It's like I give them a half an hour and they take 45 minutes and they haven't even taken a breath in between sentences. You know, so that's, it's so funny because I actually used to be that way, Alan, and I realized that um, that it's powerful to you know make a statement and then kind of hold back. But uh, yeah, that's that's super funny. But yeah, it comes with it comes with practice and it comes uh, with training. And I know that somebody out there is listening. And one thing during this conversation, maybe you said I said they're going to latch on that, and I want to really pull on what that is because there's a breakthrough on the other side of it. Yeah. Well, I think so many people. Of course, you hear in the background the Blue Oyster Cult. Don't fear the Reaper. They fear the Reaper, Tommy. But you know what? If you don't stand for something in life, you'll fall for anything. Get up. Take that leap of your life. The Leap of Your Life is his book, Tommy Baker. You can find out more about him at resistaverageacademy.com. And uh, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about the myths of success and growth so that you don't have to fear the reaper. Goodness gracious. Is that too cliche just because the music's playing? We'll take a break. I'm Alan Taylor. This is Entrepreneur Weekly. We'll be right back. Here's more Entrepreneur Weekly after these messages. to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. I said it earlier, sometimes you smell somebody's fear. They're out there in the world, 
They want to succeed. They want to grow. They want to take that leap of faith, but their faith is weak. And uh, when I when I see people and smell people like that, I feel I feel bad for them. I've told people before, dress for success. And it's interesting. The older I get, the more I look at the way I used to dress, suit and tie. Before that, I was like blue jeans and T-shirt. I kind of like uh, evolved into the suit and tie guy because I worked with these big magazines and what have you. And then I kind of digressed a little bit back into suit and no tie and then suit and, you know, kind of like suit coat, blue jeans, untucked shirt. And then I realized, hey, they, they make a, a company called Untuck It. I guess I'm cool now. And then so I, I kind of found my groove. And I think it's really important in life. we got to find our groove. Uh, a guy that I think has found his groove is Tommy Baker. I met him a couple years ago. I'm very impressed with this young guy and his soon-to-be wife, Taylor. What's Taylor's last name again? Stone. Taylor Stone, who is also in the same vein. She is amazing. ResistAverageAcademy.com. You can find him on the web. His book, The Leap of Your Life. I know I've said it a lot of times, but trying to make sure you don't forget it. You found your groove, Tommy. Can I ask you before we talk about the myths of success and growth, as I said we would, how did you find your groove? What was the tipping point? What was that aha moment for you? One of the first ones, Alan, was when I was going down a trajectory in life that wasn't for me. And at the time, it was going into the financial services industry, not because I wanted to, not because I had any interest or passion or purpose around it, but because my whole family had kind of been in that industry. And I really felt like um, like I had to do that. Like right. I had no that other was, option. That was their, their groove, not your yes. groove. Right. Absolutely. And I remember being on a train in 2008, heading into Manhattan, heading into the financial district. And it was right around the, like the big, the first big breaking news of the crash. And I looked at everyone on the train and Alan, I just felt despair. I felt regret. I felt a lot of people were there for the wrong reasons. And that was one of those moments in life. It's a small moment, but one of those impactful moments right. that I said to myself, I'm on the wrong train, not just you know, figuratively in that train, but also metaphorically with my life. And that's when I started to ask some questions like, what do I really want to do? What is out there for me? What would light me up and made that transition? Hmm. Interesting. So the aha moment comes when you least expect it on a train, lying in bed, wondering what the hell you're doing when you know you're not in your groove, you're in somebody else's groove. Maybe Tommy's book, The Leap of Your Life, can help you. Check it out. All right, Tommy, give me a couple of minutes on the myths of success and growth. What are they? Absolutely. So one of them I call the myth of clarity out in this world of entrepreneurship and success principles, and maybe personal development. We think we have to know every step of our path. And that keeps so many of us, again, on the sidelines and not getting into the arena, because if we don't have the 19 steps to get to our mountaintop, then what's the point of starting? So the myth of clarity holds so many people back conveniently. And what I say is all you need is a clarity is on a general direction on where you want to go, which I call the North Star. And then the first step. And you and I know, Alan, when we take that first step, we actually create more clarity. So that's number one. That's the myth of clarity. Mm. Give me number two, brother. Give me number two. Uh, absolutely. So the myth of the right time. And this is another one that we uh, hold ourselves back. Now, am I saying that timing isn't a part of life? Absolutely not. But in all of my conversations, and one of the things that I do is I deep dive into real-world conversations, also the academic conversation, and I look at, okay, what creates change, committed decisions of clear before and afters? And so many times, an excuse that we use is simply like, it's not the right time. 
And so when I surveyed my audience and I looked at all of the things that they said, you know, it's not the right time because the kids are still in the house. It's not the right time because, you know, I need more money. It's not the right time because I need to build more skills. Am I saying that none of those are reasonable at all? No, but they don't hold the candle to not getting started. Because if we wait for the right time, there's an opportunity cost. We're not building skills. We're not building confidence. We're not making micro steps in the direction of our dreams. And again, if we're not making progress, we're not going to endure and we're going to lose the belief. So the myth of the right time is, is simply that. The best time to get started was the moment you get the idea, start doing something, even if it seems small. Good advice. Good advice. The Leap of Your Life. He's the author of the book. He is the man in charge at Resist Average Academy. What is the last thing you want people to know about resisting average at your academy? Absolutely. Well, the last thing I want you to know is that the slide to a life that we can't wait to escape from happens in the slightest of moments. And it happens with small, seemingly inconsequential decisions today. Hey, we're going to skip the workout today. Hey, we're not going to show up. We're not going to have that tough conversation. Hey, we're not going to do this and that. We're not going to pull on an idea that we have. And time passes, and this is how we wake up three, six, ten years down the line in a job that's not for us, on a path that's not for us, in a relationship that's not for us. And all of these things that didn't just come out of nowhere, they were birthed from small decisions. And so if you're out there and you're finding yourself on that path, it's not too late to turn around. It's not too late to make a new decision. The question is, one, are you willing to get clear and honest about the decision? Number two, like we said earlier, will you have the courage to step into it? Mm. Good stuff, Tommy. If you want help finding your groove, we have here peak performance coach Tommy Baker. ResistAverageAcademy.com on the web. His book, The Leap of Your Life. And... Uh, I wish you continued success. Kiss Taylor Stone for me. Tell her I said, love ya. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> Done. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. There is more Entrepreneur Weekly right on the other side. Don't go to her. Whether you have a great idea you want to launch or a business you're running that you want to grow, Woman Entrepreneur's powerful Build Like a Woman curriculum of online courses gives you all the tools you need to take your business to the next level. From digital self-paced courses, virtual coaching sessions, and webinars with experts, we power the entire journey, arming women entrepreneurs and leaders with what they need to start, grow, and flourish. Get started today. It's free to start. Enroll now at entrepreneur.com slash courses. Again, that's entrepreneur.com slash courses. Discover unstoppable industry influencers who celebrate disruptive thinking and game-changing business strategies on Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, I like disruptive people. Our next guest, James Purpura, is a disruptive man. It's P-U-R-P-U-R-A, co-founder of Powerful You. He wants to disrupt the... Uh, Dismel the, the personal development space and uh, make it a more affordable and accessible for all. Uh, I, I think it's great. I think that, uh, first of all, powerful-u.com on the web. 
I think that it's very, very important that we believe in what we're doing. And, and here's what James says. To the level you can believe it, you can achieve it. James, thank you for joining us. We've really had a tough time getting on the radio together today. I don't know why, but we are here now, brother. We are here. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we've had a great conversation. We really have. It's unbelievable. But here, here's the deal. First of all, and I want to hear your background story. I want the people to hear your background story. I know a little bit about you, and I love it. But I will say that for those of us who are entrepreneurs, who whittle our lives away, who work our lives away, put our passion behind what we do, and we have so much endless energy. My wife all the time, she says, how can you do that? It's like, I'm so tired, I got to go to bed, and I'm, and I'm still whittling and working and doing my thing. And I'm like, I love what I do. And that, you know what the old saying is, that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I don't feel like I'm working. I am working in a direction to help others to not make the same mistakes. And that's what this show is about that we all make over and over again and expecting a different outcome. You know, that's the uh, definition of insanity. And most of us are insane. We keep doing the same stupid stuff. How do we find clarity in all of this? We are like whirling dervish around and around. You know, we're just, it's like noise is coming out of us and life is happening, but we only have a finite amount of time. The hourglass runs out. I watch my dad. He's 91. He's still working. And I'm like, Dad, you know, when are you going to quit? He says, I'm never going to quit till they take my last breath. Because he also, he's written 22 books. He tries to help people to understand. And I think that's what you're doing with Powerful You, powerful-u.com on the web. Um, and you guys have an event coming up. We're talking about it uh, at the end of this segment in May in Los Angeles. You guys want to stay with this. This is an interesting conversation we're about to have. Tell us about, I want to first of all hear about James Perpra, you and your story, and then I want to hear about Powerful You, and then we'll, we'll get some uh, teaching out of you. Well, first of all, I agree with your dad. I think that retirement is the number one cause of death, so don't do it. Yeah. You know, your, your mind goes to mush. So here's kind of my background. You know, 17 years ago, I'm sitting in a jail cell. As a matter of fact, it was solitary confinement. I sat there for 15 months, and when I was in there, I had this epiphany. Here's what the epiphany was, Right. Either I'm the creator of my experiences and I somehow created all the nightmarish scenarios my life was currently in, or I really am a victim and the world really is a bad place and I don't want to play anymore. You know, when I was on that day, I decided I took my power back and I decided I was responsible for everything. And I was going to figure out a way, the way that we create our lives, try to really understand what it takes to create a life. And then I promised myself on that day that if I made it out and that was, if I was able to rebuild my life, that when I got to the end of the story, that I would share those principles with others. Shortly getting out of jail, I met my beautiful wife. She took a, a chance on a complete loser. You know, she believed in me. She believed in my vision. And we set off to figure out how it is the mechanism by which we create success. You know, it took us from about nine years from that point to get to our first million dollars. And when we sold our first company and, you know, from there, we really honed it in and our life exploded from there. And so what Powerful You is and what we're doing here is, you know, this is our attempt, our wanting and willingness to give back. We don't have to do this. We want to do this because we're passionate about helping people. And we believe that everybody that wants help should have the opportunity they need to get help. So that's where we are and that's how we got here. I love it. I love it. I think that, uh, you know, the give back part of it is really important. I'm at that stage of my life, too, where it's like, my God, 
I've made it 59 years in this world, and there has been about nine years that have been really quite nice. The other 50 were really, really sucked in many ways. But you know what? You know, it's a journey. You know. I want, to, I want to speak to that. I want to speak to that because here's what's important. The reason that is is because none of us truly understand how life works. We just don't understand it. And so one of the questions I started asking myself was, how is it that life works? Because we spend all of the time trying to figure out the mechanics of life and none of the time living life. Well, the basis for how life works is a fundamental understanding of perception and emotions. So perception gives your life the only meaning that it has, right, is through your perception and emotions is is all the emotion around it. It's the only reason you've ever done anything is to move towards or away from some emotions. But if I asked you what perception was, you know, everybody always gives a standard answer to the way we view the world. But if I asked you how it works, most people don't know. Give it to me. You know, it's just, and it's the same thing with emotions, right? If I ask you how they, you know, what it is, you tell me, but if you ask me how they worked, you wouldn't know. And so understanding how perception works is understanding how life works. And I don't understand why we're not talking about it all the time. I know. So here's what it comes down to. The most fundamental basic understanding of perception is this. You cannot see reality. You do not have access to it. You only ever have an assumption of what you think reality is. So if your assumption of what reality is, is wrong, then the information you use to make your decisions is wrong. And where does that assumption come from? Well, it comes from our past experiences. And that's why we live in this wash, rinse, repeat cycle over and over again. We relive the same experiences because we never challenge the beliefs that are underneath. You know, most people think their emotions are battle cries when, in fact, they're only ever there to establish whether or not somebody's crossed a boundary, right? But when they haven't, what they're there to teach us is what we believe is false. They point to our false and limiting beliefs. So this is a really long story. I'm cutting it down. But perception really dictates, you know, your level of opportunity. Your perception exists in a limited field, just like your eyesight. You can only see what you believe to be possible. Because your brain takes in 2,000 bits of information a second, you can, it has to condense that down and deliver something to you. Well, it's never going to deliver to you what you think is possible. So as, as you're thinking about your journey as an entrepreneur, even in life, if you don't believe it's possible, you're not only never going to achieve it, you're never going to see the opportunities to get there. Right. All right. Hold because tight. you could have the things you want most in the world sitting right in front of your face. Right, 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 right. Well, to the level you can believe it, you can achieve it. This is actually the monkeys. I'm a believer. Um, I love the monkeys. I know, right? Uh, we're going to come back and talk more about this. This is so interesting. Why the mindset is so important. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about the power of taking responsibility. And I'm a believer, too. We'll be right back. You're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, James and Steph Perpera are the founders of Powerful You Company, 
and the Powerful You Experience. Uh, they have an event coming up in Los Angeles. You need to check it out at their website. Um, I, I believe it is in May, but you guys check it out. We'll ask uh, James here. Powerful-U.com. It's in May, right, James? It is, May 17th, 18th, and 19th. Man, I'm going to try to go to this. We'll talk about that later. But let's go to straight to the, the topic I want to talk about next, which is the power of taking responsibility. O-M-G. I don't know how many times we in our lives try to blame and play the blame game on everybody else until finally one day we go, I am sick and tired of blaming everybody when I know I had a part in that and I'm trying my best to keep my faith. Somebody says to you the other day, they said, uh, what was it? Oh, 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 oh yeah, oh yeah. Never take another man's fig leaf because you always got to leave him with his dignity, right? But you know what? Sometimes you got to rip that fig leaf over there and just let it all hang out. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about the power of taking responsibility. From a perception standpoint, this is really vital because let me ask you a question. Would you do something that you absolutely knew you were going to fail at if you hadn't promised somebody you were going to do it? No. No, nobody would. And so when you fail to take responsibility for things, what you're literally doing is that you're feeling your subconscious mind with the fact that you're not capable of doing anything. And so when you go to take action on something, it literally accesses those memories and says, you can't do that. And so the cost of not taking responsibility is you literally strip and rob yourself of power. And so I have this thing like everything's my fault. Is everything my fault? Well, of course, not everything is my fault. But my friend Tom Bilyeu says the same thing. And the reason I say everything is my fault is because I own it all. Because when I say it's my fault, I'm taking responsibility for it. And this isn't a blame thing. This is a responsibility thing. Because if I once believed that nothing was my fault, in order to get that back to the middle, I have to pull it all the way to the other side and I have to say everything is my fault. Because when I don't take responsibility, I literally give up my agency towards power. I don't have power to facilitate change in my life because your mind won't let you do something that it doesn't believe it's capable of doing. 95% of your cognitive thoughts are in the subconscious mind. Right. When you're constantly blaming and pointing the finger, you are filling your subconscious mind with doubt and stripping yourself of your power. Yeah, doubt to me is a cancer on my soul. And that's why I try not to doubt myself. I try to, boy, even if I just get quiet and meditate or I go and do a little bit of research and find out, you know, where did I, where did I turn wrong? I mean, it's like when you're driving and you make a wrong turn and you, you know that you're in the wrong part of town and you, you can either say, nope, I know I made all the right turns or you can say, all right, I've made a mistake here somewhere. <laughs> let's go back. Let's backtrack. But also we blame, we blame our parents for being bad parents, we blame boyfriend or girlfriend for being mean or, or, you know, whatever we blame the weather. We blame somebody in business. We are blaming creatures, animals, don't blame animals are simple yes. you know and there's there's actually some science to support that so here's what happens is the only thing you ever have to take responsibility for in fact is your beliefs but because your beliefs drive your behavior that even if something happened to you in your childhood that was really bad it's not the abuser's actions that impact the rest of your life. It's the beliefs that you take away from that action. Mm. And so if you choose to believe something about yourself 
That just isn't true based off an experience you had. It's that belief moving forward that impacts your life, not actually the experience. So what are you owning, right? You're taking back your power by saying, I chose to believe everything that I believe about myself, right? Even if I didn't really have a choice at the time, because, you know, it was the most logical choice, I did have a choice, right? And taking back that power of choice means that I, in fact, created my life. And if I created it, then I can create something new in its place. But if it was somebody else's fault, then I didn't create it. It was their, they created, their choice created my life. But it's not. It's your choice. Powerfulyou.com. That's powerful-you.com. You can find out more about James and his wife, Steph. Uh, last name is P-U-R-P-U-R-A. Sounds like this. Purpura. And uh, they have an event coming up in May. Check it out at their website. Lots of fantastic speakers. We have another segment. Uh, I want to have you be the uh, professor for a few minutes and give us some takeaways, some nuggets. You've already already really stirred the pot here, James. i got to tell you. Everybody's going, hmm, yeah, there's a whole lot of truth to that. Anyway, uh, but I like this one. I'm going to keep saying it. To the level you can believe it, you can achieve it. Don't doubt yourself. Just be happy. We'll be right back. Don't worry. Be happy. Shout to the heart and you're too late, darling. You give love a bad name. Well, I'm talking with Jane Purpura. He is the co-founder of Powerful You, powerful-u.com on the web. He has an event coming up in May in Los Angeles. You want to check it out, the Powerful You Experience on his website. Uh, I'm thinking about trying to go to this myself when I looked at the list of all the folks that are going. I've had most of them on this show. Great deal of respect. Why do you think people are successful when we are so screwed up to begin with? I mean, some of us find our way along the way, and some of us you know, either find failure or success but still don't know who the hell we are. So that's a great question, and you actually answered it yourself. It's the belief that we're screwed up. You're not screwed up. Nobody's screwed up. You've never made a bad decision. Every time I say that, people go, no, I've made a lot of bad decisions. But the truth is you haven't. You've only ever made a decision based off of bad information, which means is that you're always doing the best you can with the information that you have available to you. And so successful people learn to question and live in the state of I don't know, not I do know. Because there's nowhere to go from, I know the answer. Life is not about finding answers. It's only ever about asking the right question. And the most successful people in the world learn how to ask the right question. Am I seeing things the right way? Am I looking at the world the right way? You know, and that's where success comes from, is understanding the problem isn't with you. It's the information that you're sourcing to make your decisions, which is, in fact, your beliefs from your past. Right. Well, and I'll say this, and it's it simplifies it a little bit. Crap in, crap out. So hold on a second. Here's the next one, because I know I'm going to end the show here too fast. What is the methodology of believing in your dreams or, you know, to the level you can believe you can achieve? Give me that in one minute. So here's where it is really quick. Whenever I venture into a new venture, as I get to the end, I map my way to the end because I, I believe it. And once I believe it, I start moving towards my dream. But here's where most entrepreneurs die, 
It's never going to look like what you think it's going to look like when you start. So as you move into your journey, as soon as things start changing and shifting and you try to control that, that's when you lose it. It's flexibility in what it's going to look like, that the market's going to dictate the right answer. And the belief is only there to bring about the opportunities Mm. because you're never going to move towards something in any substantive way without the belief that you can ultimately get there, but you need to know it's never going to look like that original vision. All right. Give me a couple of, you know, just a couple of small snackable pieces of takeaway for, for my small, simple brain. (laughs) Look, so, Hey, if I had one thing, you know, we always talk about positive versus negative and mindset, 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 you need to understand why your mindset works. When you have a positive mindset, when you choose to look at things through a positive lens, that is literally what opens up opportunity to you. Positivity opens up, negativity closes down. Literally, you can only see what you believe to be possible. Your your perception works like your eyesight. So any time that you're in a negative mindset, any time that you don't think things are possible, you're never going to see the infinite opportunities that surround you. So if you're a pessimist, You're not a realist, right? You're costing yourself something. Every time you go negative, you're costing yourself the opportunity to do more. Mm. Beautiful. One more, one more. So the other thing is that the other thing you have to understand is that your survival is not on the line. You are safe all of the time. We tell this lie, the lie is rejection and fear because you think that your survival is on the line. So therefore you do the things you have to do. When you stop thinking about what you have to do, if I took away everything you had, you would still survive. So therefore, you don't have to do anything. So start thinking about, well, if my survival is not on the line, what do I get to do? Because that's a much different mindset. Because only when you feel safe can you make decisions that, to get outside of your comfort zone. I love it, man. Here's what I take away. Be flexible. Be positive. Don't believe the liar. The dark side of you is the liar, and the liar lies. That's what he's supposed to do. You have to have a little bit of courage, keep that positive energy, be flexible. To the level you believe it, you can achieve it. James Purpura, he is the co-founder of Powerful You, Powerful-You.com on the web. Check out his event, The Powerful You Experience. James. I want to go. Let's talk after the show. All right. Thank you, James. Brother, you're in. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I'm Alan Taylor. This is Entrepreneur Weekly. We hope you've enjoyed it. Go to entrepreneur.com, and you can find lots more interviews like this waiting for you. Our, our job is to try and have a little fun with it along the way, too. Life is good. Enjoy it. See you next week. This program is copyrighted by Entrepreneur Media Incorporated.